Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, Riker. The news is coming in hot and heavy with the draft just around the corner, and just before we started recording this podcast, we had a Woj bomb drop, I'll th- play that segment, it's not about this video, but former Raptor Jonas Valanciunas is getting traded, so immediately after this, we'll react to that, probably drop it on Courtside Digest, so Keep an eye out for that if you're watching, but we have big Raptors news, and not a Woj bomb. I'll play the, the bomb segment again. Coming from our guy Shams from The Athletic, he's been dropping some Raptors news this offseason, but uh, he's saying there's still mutual interest between Jared Allen and the Cleveland Cavaliers on a new deal, but he went out of his way to mention that the Raptors are expected to be among strong suitors for the restrictive free agent this offseason, and what are your thoughts? Because we've been talking about Jared Allen, it feels like, all season long, Riker. Well, we both believe he'd be a great fit for the team. True NBA big, fits with the timeline, a young guy at 22, good stats, 13 points per game, block and a half. You'd have the same hesitation or reservation as you would with any big man that we've sort of floated for the past bit that he doesn't really have a three-point game We don't know if he could defend well outside of the perimeter. So it leaves question marks as to, you know, would you be able to play this guy down the stretch? Could he effectively play against small ball lineups? And the biggest caveat to this whole thing is he wants more than $100 million. So I don't know if we want to fork out that kind of money, but if we can get around those couple of things, man, this guy would be ideal for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things to discuss. You brought up his points, not the most exhilarating box sheet to look at and say, okay, this guy's on another level, but he's more of in the Rudy Gobert category of players where super long can block shots as a really defensive rim protector. So you're bringing him in to do those sorts of things, catch lobs, dunk around the rim. And I think he's a promising jump shooter, right? I get flamed every time I say this on the podcast, but his form is nice. What's his free throw percentage right now? Free throw percentage right now is... Not great. 70%. He 75% last season. Yeah, so, so. That, that's not horrid. That's not Ben Simmons level, right? So there's there's promising things there, and we've seen him stretch out occasionally. So I think if we, we, if we can get Ken Burch shooting threes by the end of the season with just two months of work, if we sign him as a restricted free agent, then Nick Nurse, the coaching development staff. We just hired Earl Watson, too, so shout out Earl Watson. Probably won't make a whole video on that, but might break it down in one of our lives coming up, but... You know, get that development staff in on him would be a really nice just thing to add to his game. But Riker, there's one sort of direction I want to look at this Jared Allen signing. Because I think this is a sort of a perfect world for the Toronto Raptors. Is obviously, who's picking ahead of us in this year's draft, Riker? Yeah, we cut out on the audio, so I'm not sure what you were saying. I'm going to call you back. But in the meantime, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ramble through who else is available on the big man free agency market because are you back Ben? yep yeah so i didn't catch what you said but what i'm going to do is basically ramble through the big guys actually can you not summarize what you said in about two seconds how'd you toss it back over to me you're not responding i think we're back (laughs) i'm gonna go through it this way all right okay didn't didn't catch what you said we're back i didn't catch what you said you didn't catch what i said we're good to go though (laughs) we there's a bunch of free agents all right all of them are old this is going to be my point is 
what what kind of flexibility do you have if not to pursue and i i i'm starting to get the sneaking suspicion you were talking about evan mobley was the point that you were making before you flipped it back over yep. to me yep. was that accurate? <laughs> yeah so you're saying it's a win-win situation Evan Mobley, he's either going to get drafted by the Cavaliers, then they might look to flip Jared Allen in a sign-and-trade, or they're going to stick with Jared Allen, and then maybe Evan Mobley would fall to the Raptors. But, you know, either one of those things is promising because if we're pursuing a big man in free agency, it's not a very stacked class this year, and that's why it's expected around the NBA there to be a lot of trades. Cody Zeller, Robin Lopez, Tice, Nerlens Noel. Ennis Cantor, Rashawn Holmes, who a lot of people said maybe that would be the guy that we'd like to sign as Raptors. Well, he's 27. His stat lines aren't as promising. He doesn't have as much potential as Jared Allen. So I would agree with you. It sounds to me like if we're going to be aggressive as suitors for Jared Allen, and maybe there's a chance that that puts a bit more pressure on Cleveland to sign him, all of a sudden Mobley slips to us in the fourth pick. Hey, definitely a win-win. It's starting to look a lot better now in you know this upcoming couple of weeks for how we're going to figure out that five spot because right now that's the glaring hole in our roster yeah the our guy aaron baines just wasn't cutting it this season but the question i threw out to you before our audio is cut off is who's the team that's picking ahead of us right and i think you might have cleveland. mentioned the <laughs> cleveland is the team and there's a report a few weeks back saying that insiders believe the Cavs will trade jared allen if they land evan mobley in the draft so Evan Mobley, he's projected to go to three, but obviously, if they're picking Evan Mobley, then the Raptors probably have a better chance at the Cavs not matching a big contract for Jared Allen, so that's a win for us, and getting a proper center on the roster, we'll talk about contract as we go along, but if they're enticed by Jared Allen, they, the mutual interest, as uh, Shams brought up, right, if they, they lean with Jared Allen, who obviously was the a big piece of, I guess they didn't give much up a lot for uh, Jared Allen in that James Harden deal, but it was a significant part of that trade, right? If they want to keep him around and then they go in a different direction in the draft, Mobley has fallen into our hands. So that's a, a very much a win-win situation for the Raptors, Riker. But the big question is, is he worth that big, large bag of money that he's seeking out on this uh in this free agency because 100 million dollars for a guy averaging 13 points per game it might not make a lot of sense but you know just as him as a player right now but he's so young these guys these big men they take a long time to develop i think you gotta go for it if there's no better options on the market well that's why i went through who is available because yeah. they're much older they don't fit with that young developing timeline if you're gonna pay a lot of money to a guy you might as well pay a guy who has ton of upside and he's giving you numbers right now that are respectable starter center in the NBA numbers and Rudy Gobert was only averaging 17 and 15 to get 200 million dollars so it would you know half of that 100 million dollars obviously doesn't translate that way but it's it's not unrealistic to ask for that much as a center when you know there's not a lot of them in today's NBA right it's it's the least complete position in the nba it's the hardest to get a, a solid nba starter especially with how the league is transitioning away from the traditional big man it's forcing guys out like andre drummond or montrez harrell right that they're just not mobile enough i guess to play and to keep up so you'd pay the money to them if that's the best option available and i certainly wouldn't hate it because we talked about jared allen so much before it only makes sense to see him become a drama raptor yeah, the, the amount of chatter we've talked about this guy, it's a it's a good look. But 
you know, maybe he looks good in a Raptors uniform. Those photoshops we do up, Jared Allen just seems to fit. You know, that that Chevron jersey right there. But I guess, yeah, so the $100 million, you're willing to go for it. You risk it because that's around the level of a solid contributing center in the league. And a lot of them are overpaid, underpaid. The, the one name that has also been mentioned a lot this season that you brought up earlier is Rashawn Holmes. I think Jared Allen fits our core, sort of core group better than a Rashawn Holmes just because of his defensive versatility. He's more mobile. Sure, Holmes can is probably a bit more finesse around the rim, is a better a bit better of a post scorer, but isn't as much of a lob threat and defensively just doesn't bring the same thing Jared Allen does on the defensive end. So that's that's a big thing. And not, he can't really shoot either. So I like the fact that you can develop Jared Allen. He fits the timeline of our OGs of our likely fourth pick, right? Of uh of all of our young guys, Malachi Flynn, Gary Trent Jr., right? They're all, they all fit that sort of timeline. Then we have our veterans, Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet, to sort of guide this group with their championship experience. I really liked the fit of Jared Allen. And then I think he's going to grow into a positive asset anyways in the future. So you may as well bring him in. I don't think he's going to regress by any means. This is usually the market value for a center. Then if you don't like it, if someone betters on the market, you just acquire that asset while you can. And if there's mutual interest, just cash in on it. Hey, why not? And this guy who wants a role and the Raptors are desperate to integrate a, tr- a proper big man into yeah. this uh, roster that they've assembled. And it would improve the defense of an already sound defensive team. I like it. I hope that they do pursue it. And I hope it puts the pressure on Cleveland because, you know, in your scenario where we either get Jared Allen or Evan Mobley, I love it. Hopefully that is the case. Yep. I would. I'd really like me some Mobs. Who would you rather have, Mobley or Jared Allen? Probably Mobley. Probably Mobley. You know, it's, More it's not a win now move. Yeah, it's not a win now move. But when you have a guy who's up there in top three, you know, you, you want to have a guy with that type of potential, right? Chris Bosh potential. I don't think Jared Allen's ever going to be Chris Bosch-esque. So you make that move, play the longer game, and yeah, definitely pick Mobley if he's around. Definitely cooler here. But I guess the final question we have uh, <laughs> we have to dive into, uh, cooler here than Mobley. Chris Bosch had the had the cool here. We got a braid and stuff. But uh, the final question we have to ask is, what happens with Ken Birch if we do make this move, if we do acquire Jared Allen? Because I've been a guy that's been saying Ken Birch is the perfect backup big. Energy, defense, can kind of shoot the three. You love to see it. Doesn't do anything well enough to say, okay, he's a surefire top 10 center in the league. But, you know, coming off your bench, he's probably a, a top tier bench big man in the NBA, especially what he provided for the Toronto Raptors this season. So, you know, would you pay that, you know, Jared Allen $20, 21000000 million per year at the center position as your starter and then another 7 8 for Ken Birch if you're acquiring Jared Allen? Because they do do similar things. 7-8 for Ken Birch would be fine. I suspect mm. he'd probably want more like 10-12. And I don't know if he'd actually want to re-sign with the Raptors if we pick up Jared Allen because he was this contempt in Orlando playing off the bench and wanted a bigger mo- a role. And that's why Orlando ultimately dealt him well, to the he Raptors. He was deep, deep bench. He was behind uh, Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter nope. at that point. He wasn't behind Mo Bamba. For a stretch there, at you the end of the season. You could say that he was, but... Mobamba was like barely even playing. He was getting reserve minutes. Like he was only getting three, four minutes a game. Ken Birch was the backup center guy, but now that could have also been yeah. because of injuries. And but- that's the direction they were going into, right? Because they once they traded away Vucevic, then who was clearly the number one guy there, then they said, okay, we want Bamba and Carter to get those minutes. 
that's fair that's mm. fair that 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 is the direction so they're they they knew the role was going to push yeah. him out but here's the thing you have to play jared allen 30 minutes if you're paying him 100 million dollars so that mm. that's only leaving like 10 15 20 minutes max because you're not going to play them as the front court duo right you're going to have boucher yeah. come in or you're going to have pascal siakam and you want a better scoring power forward so i don't know if it's worth it to pay 10 12 million dollars for your backup big if it's ken birch you could probably get a cheaper guy that would do similar things but i don't know do you have a different opinion there see i don't know if ken birch is going to command that type of money this offseason just because the jump shot isn't there yet so he's not considered a stretch big man and he only really did it for the second half of a season on a tanking roster so while you and i are bought in we've watched every game of the raptors and all this but you know, other teams, other executives, I don't know if he upped his market value up to that level. Obviously, he was coming into the Raptors as maybe a mid-level guy, a, a minimum guy, and then definitely earned himself minimum a bag for, for this season. So that's, he was waived by the Orlando Magic. So that's, that'll tell you, even though I don't know if it was necessarily, I think it was a mutual waiving, if there's such a thing. But I don't know, it's going to be very interesting to follow this Toronto Raptors team as we inch closer to that NBA draft on Thursday night. So stay tuned to the Raptors Digest. We'll probably have a live going in to preview everything. Not sure if we're going live during the draft, but, you know, might, might no, have we to. We wouldn't have to wait around too long. Yeah, might not have to. Yeah, might not. Well, definitely won't have to wait around too long. Might have to do the first 10 picks. So stay tuned to the Raptors Digest. Subscribe to the channel. It really helps us out. Check us out on Instagram, the TikTok, all that cool stuff. Check out Courtside Digest. You want that Jonas talk? You want to give a little... Little quick take on Jonas Valanciunas going to the Pelicans. I, I suspect he's going to be shipped off again. Doesn't make sense for him to play alongside Zion and Brandon Ingram, but we'll break it down over on courtside. So go check out that video too. For sure. You guys are the best to make it this far. Last words, Riker. Cheers.